and we're on. And on today's show, I'd like to welcome Don Jackson, all the way from San Antonio in Texas, who's been an ex-Marine, ex-Deputy Sheriff, until he got caught up with the wrong sort of people who cost him 29 years of his life. It also cost his son 29 years of his life growing up without a dad. He's just recently been released from prison, and he's here today to tell us a story. Don, welcome to Mind Wars. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to get to know you and get connected and, and share a message. Yes, thank you. You're very welcome, Don. Um, so there's a lot to get through in it. Um, but what I like to do is if we can just go back to the beginning, go back to the early days. What was the childhood like? What was your upbringing like? Up until where you know it started to unfold all wrong for you. Um, well, there's quite a bit to tell there. Uh, when I was a child, yeah, that, there was a lot of love in my household as well, but, but, but there's a lot of, a lot of negative, uh, energy there. Uh, not only between my mother and father, yeah, they, but, but, but between my father and I, and, and, but I had that, I had that fatherly presence there. You know, there was kind of the, you know, how we're taught about, you know, negative and positive, you know, the yin and yang, it kind of goes on with inside of each and every one of us. But my father was, was, was a very kind man. He was a great man, man of, of good character, but, he, I felt he fell into the, you know, the uh, uh, ancestral, you know, type, you know, where his father beat him and then, and it kind of passed down to me. And so I was, I was part of that kind of, you know, harsh environment, you know, where that, the anger came into play and, and it made me to resent him a little bit. You know, I wasn't able to open up to communicate because the fear factor became, you know, be fearful. And I, and I slowly went on a self-destructive mode. Uh, at the age of 17, my best friend killed himself right in front of me, shot, shot himself right in front of me. Um, so there was rumors around high school that we were playing Russian roulette, which we weren't. But he wasn't intending to kill himself. He was, he was my best friend. And, and I, I attribute his behavior to the, a movie we watched about two weeks prior to that. It was called The Deer Hunter. I'm not sure if you're aware of that movie. Where yeah. It's in, this, in the 70s, you know, Vietnam War, the Vietnam, you know, men are captive, you know, by the Vietnamese and they're forced to play Russian roulette. But we just watched that movie and I noticed where he got that idea from. But he was never intending to kill himself. And and I felt guilty at that time because I never stopped him from doing it. I, I never, in my mind, imagined it, you know, he was going to go off. And so after that happened, I totally quit going to church and I, I started criticizing God, you know, cussing God and, and blaming God for everything. Cause I couldn't understand it at that time in, in, in my own understanding, I couldn't understand how that could happen to such a kind, loving, you know, human being, you know, he, he, he was straight A student. He wanted to go to the university of Texas to become a medical doctor, loving, loving family, you know, how could this guy's life be snuffed like, you know, but, but, the higher understanding, you know, where I'm at now, you know, you know, I know that he's not really dead, you know, he's, he's passed on, but, but there's, I still kind of had that burning within me, you know, you know, why didn't I reach up and knock that gun out, you know, and say, stupid, you know, what are you doing, you know, stop that, but, but never would I have thought that gun would go off, but the first time he took all the bullets out, put that one bullet from the center coach's his head, the gun went off, it's crazy, um, so I deviated, you know, from the church and everything, and I found another friend who was an alcoholic, and so I became an alcoholic. And started this self-destructive behavior, you know, seeking answers, you know, trying to 
not being able to communicate, you know, you know, with my mom and dad, you know, because I, I didn't, I didn't want to have, you know, the backlash coming back because, you know, what I thought was going on inside. So I dealt with that, you know, through the alcohol. And, but it was just a slow spiral downward. But things kind of went up and down. You know, I, I, I went to college for a little while. I quit high school after that. You know, my, my senior year, got my GD right after that, and then went to college for a little bit. But we're still selfish, you know, and, and egotistical, wanting to party and have a good time and chase the girls. So my intentions were good at first, and then I stopped going to class, you know, and withdrew and started partying and getting around, you know, the whole party scene. Then I went into the Marine Corps, loved that, loved the Marine Corps, and I tore my knee up, you know, uh, after two, two years, I, I tore my knee up, had rehab and surgery, so I got out. And went back to school, went back to college with good, good intentions again, but still stuck in the same stupid mind frame, you know, me, me, me. And do you so, believe, um, do you believe a lot of this was a turning point? Like family life was pretty good, but your friend basically killing himself unintentionally in front of you. Do you believe that just completely altered your mind and send you sort of somewhat on the path of destruction after that? I believe that it altered my perception of reality you know in that sense that i was in at that moment you know at that time uh and when i say that i mean it's like just this bizarre moment in time that happened to me when something precious was gone and not understanding fully you know how that could happen and and it taking my frustration and anger out you know on god which i should have never done but my understanding then about who and what god is who and what we are and who i am now that you know as a spiritual being and if there is life after this, so at that time in my consciousness, I'm not understanding. I reacted outward in that self-destructive mode, trying to seek that, you know, that that same kind of harmony, you know, that, that he and I. But with, with the alcohol, that, that was a destructive mechanism. Uh, but yeah, after I went to college, I I, I did look good for a little while, then I stopped. And then, but I and I went to the police academy there at, at Solar State University in Alpine, Texas. Graduated there and, and became a deputy sheriff, and I got fired from there for about after about three months because of my drinking. The sheriff had to let me go. Wow. So alcohol, yeah. But my life was just kind of spiraled, you know, downward from there. Um, yeah, it went up a little bit and then back down again. I fell and, and lost everything. My truck got repoed. Lost lost numerous jobs because of my drinking and because. Of, my irresponsibility, uh, yeah, to just be responsible for my actions, you know, and understand that I wasn't just affecting me, I was affecting you know, others. Were you also influenced by the time with the, you know, the type of people you were hanging around with? So sometimes when you end up going on a destructive path, you seem to draw these negative people in with you, or they oh, sure. draw you towards them. Um, well, did you find that accumulated as well over time? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I. I yeah, I found my actually I found myself being attracted, you know, you know, to that. But it was just that whole having fun, partying, the not caring, feeling good, you know, the sex and all that. I wasn't really really ever into drugs. I smoked marijuana a few times, but but my thing was the alcohol, you know, and and the sex, you know, you know, and, and that was kind of a, an avenue for me, you know, to release a lot of stuff, you know. And, and, but getting caught up in that, and, and the, yeah, the whole party scene, the dancing, you know, going to the clubs and all that, you know, 
but the whole issue of responsibility is so important to me now because I've, I've been there, done that, and I understand that I'm the cause of everything. You know, I'm, I'm all about the laws of cause and effect and karma and all that. So I understand it now more from a spiritual and a more higher understanding of how we all co-create our realities every single moment by the, our thoughts, our words, our actions, these, and for ourselves and for others. So I understand all the all the pain, hurt, and suffering, and death that I've caused. You know, not only you know in my arena, but the arena that surrounded me, that affected a whole wide range of people. Not only my family, but the but the family members, friends, and loved ones of, of the two young men that were that were killed in my case. You know, uh, you know, and going into that a little bit, I had a co-defendant who actually shot the two men that were, you know, that, that were killed, and. I was given 52 years, he was given 40, we were given both, both the same plea agreement. He actually shot them both, but I, I was there, I, I could have stopped it, but I didn't. So it was, it was pre-planned? Yes, 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 it was, yes. And so we were both charged with two counts of first degree murder, the charge was dropped to second degree, plus two, you know, two counts of armed robbery. And, but that was dropped, well, he and I both got the same plea agreement, he, he pleaded, uh, he went to sentencing first, but he, he gave a false statement when he first got turned, he turned himself in first. He was thinking I was going to stay on the run, but I didn't. I, about two weeks later, I turned myself in and found out he made a false statement to my lawyer. And I told my lawyer, this is wrong. You know, this is not a way to happen. He shot on both, but he twisted around, made it seem like I shot one guy and the other guy. And he fought off the gun. He actually shot the other guy and so forth. But he, he was trying to get out of, you know, of, of the greater sentence. Well, so... After I saw this and told my lawyer, this, you know, this is not right. Well, he, after he was sentenced, he went back to the DA and to his lawyer and said, hey, I want to make this right. You know, the first statement I gave was not, you know, was not correct. So he made a different statement. He, he recorded a transcript to the DA and his lawyer. And so he, he told the truth in the second statement. The DA said, no, I'm, I'm not accepting this, you know, because all he's doing is trying to help his buddy out. He's already been convicted, so he knows we can't touch him. Too little, too late. Right, exactly. And so when I got sentenced, they gave me the, he gave me the whole 52 years the judge did. Wow. He got, and he did, he did, I think 19 years flat before he got out. And then I, I, I did approximately 10 years more. I, I did 29. So he actually committed a murder. He pulled the yes. trigger, so to speak. Yes. You were there with him, but yes. you didn't, you ended up getting longer time. Right. Yes. And, and see, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put any kind of blame, you know, on the system or, you know, him or anything. I deserve, you know, I should have been there. I deserve it because I, I was responsible for, for the two men. And like I said, I, I could have stopped it at any time if I wanted to, but I went, you know, I went with that. And so, so yeah, but I'm really grateful for the lessons I've learned, experiences I've learned going through, through all of that negative. And, and knowing who I was then, because I wasn't spiritual at all, I had denounced God. I was an atheist, you know. Right. But I know I brought all that in. in you know, I, I created all that. But just a slow progression, burning cycles, experiences, and, and going things coming to me, me becoming lightning, this little light within my heart, a little bit more, you know, and expanding out and attracting that, that more happiness and joy and goodness and compassion into my life and abundance and so forth and, and, and seeing that and knowing, say, wow, this is beautiful. I love this. You know, I, so I see the shift, you know, how I changed my consciousness, my, re, you know, my perception of who, what I am. That's, that's and, what I was going to actually ask you is, I mean, 
people have been listening in and kind of go a couple of decades ago, what was actually going through your mind at the time before it happened, when it happened, and you know, the afterthoughts. I mean, h- how did that whole process in your mind break down and affect you and dealing with that, I suppose? Okay, dealing with, with what issue again? When the actual um, guys got oh. killed in the night and oh, okay. you were there, I mean, you didn't pull the trigger, but going to your pro- thought process at the time, how was your mind, your mental state, capabilities before it actually happened to lead up to it and then going through it? How does, you know, how does a person cope with that? Oh, yeah. See, at that time, Chris, because I didn't love myself and I didn't, I, I didn't, so I wasn't able to love others, right? It was all selfishness, me, 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 being responsible. In it. This whole destructive mode. So for me at that time, you know, the, the loss of those two young men, yeah, it was, it was, it was regretful a little bit. I had a little bit of regret, but, but, but nothing like I am now. Uh, because like I said, I'm all about the power of love now. But then I wasn't connected with you know, you know, what, what, what we call God, divine source, you know, the light, you know, divine being, you know, whatever name you know, you know, we put on that. But now I know, understand that I'm a part of that. I'm a part of each and every one individual connection with that heart center, you know, I believe the soul is, is, is within the heart, it's like the divinity is within the soul. So connecting with that, but knowing that that's an each individual, but at that time in my life, I was not conscious of that, I was not aware, I was so in tune with my physical body, you know, what I like to call the beast, right? That destructive path, yeah. The lower, right, yeah, the lower self as opposed to the higher self, you know, and so <clears throat> it was all, everything on the physical level you know and negative emotions negative feelings negative thoughts all that i created and so yeah i I just went with the flow at that moment you know not not really giving a damn you know about what happened you know yeah so consequences didn't matter to you at that stage exactly right exactly because i had already fallen and i and everything i was in like survival mode you know kind of um so but my god you know, it's, 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 if I could go back in time, yes, I would stop that. You know, I, I, would, I, would, I would stop my friend from doing that or even going there, or even having those, those thoughts, you know, of even initiating that, you know, because it's, 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 it's madness. It's just upside down thinking. It's upside, because when you do things like that, you don't, you don't know yourself. You don't love yourself. So how, if you don't love yourself, you don't know yourself, how are you going to, know others and how are you going to love others you know yeah, exactly and what was it, it was there any particular reason that you know you had a pre-planned was there any reason had these people done something awful or really bad to you that you know you were out for revenge or oh no no what was the motive i guess well the motive was my friend he, he these two men were killed because they were homosexuals and my friend apparently had an, an issue with that and, and at that time and in the 80s, you know, you know the, the, the whole different culture then than it is now. Yeah, a lot different. So, the, you know, the slogans, you know, all that, you know, I'm not down. You know, I don't want to say those stupid words. But, but, but yeah, that, it was just a different time there. And, and he seemed to have a lot of hatred, you know, before that to express it out. So, it was like, hey, I know this gay, you know, this gay bar. Let's go over there and do this. Well, I don't want to go too much in that, you know, Chris, because I don't want to. If, you know, if any family members or friends, you know, see this or hear this, I, I don't sure. want to add memories for them. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. 
back up. So yeah, they, they just a bad, bad time. And, you know, and, yeah, cause like I said, if, I wish if I could go back and change events, oh my God, I would in my heartbeat, you know? Um, but yeah, just so, but feeling that, you know, feeling that at times the remorse that I have, you know, but, but knowing that I created that, I was a part of that, that, that pain and that suffering, you know, not only for me, my family, my family, but their family, you know, those two young men, their family, their friends and loved ones, you know, and how that reverberated outward, you know, and, 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 but I hate it, you know, I, I don't like the person I was then, but I'm done with that person, you know, that Don Jackson, that shadow side of me, I'm, I'm yeah, that's, yeah, I'm that totally side. transformation, man, yeah, yeah, I'm more in tune, with, you know, I believe we all have a dual nature. We have our light side, our shadow side, and we're too more tuned into that shadow side, you know, that kind of lower self they talk about. You know, it's, it's yeah, there's more the physical, physical pleasures of the five senses. You know, yeah. you're not tuned to the senses of the spirit, of, of the soul. And yeah, if you're not tuned to that light, you, the, the shadow side, that beast takes over, you know, yeah, and mm. leads you direction. Thoughts come in. And yeah, you're in that dark side. And drugs, yeah, and they, and they play a huge part in it as well. But, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm totally done with that. Yeah, but, but the experiences I've been through and the life that's come to me, and, and, you know, me knowing me as a, as a spiritual being now, you know, and not just this physical shell and knowing my human, my, my fellow humans, and, you know, we're all the same on the, one, on, the, on the inside. But connecting, coming out after 29 years and connecting with people on social media like you and I, and, and, and yeah, getting... It's, it's, it's a lot different three days, <laughs> three decades yeah. later, I should say. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And learning how to use an iPhone, you know, Computer, you know, because we didn't have any of that in prison, you know. And, and what we had computer courses you could take on, on you know, on, on different prison units that had uh, schools, you know, that, that actually taught that. But but we didn't have the internet. No, 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 that was a no, no, because you know, you could have no kind of social interaction you know, with like Facebook or any of that. So, yeah, you know, getting connected on Facebook and, and, and old friends and stuff, you know, it's just, it's amazing, man. It just Having choices, getting out and having choices to eat, you know, and shop and, 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 and buy things and meet people, be around children again and animals, you know, it's just lovely. I mean, yeah, family, I love it, you know, just loving life, being grateful. How, how does the actual, how does the Don Jackson of today, how does he deal with, um, you know, the haunting of what happened? I mean, three decades on. Does it still play in your mind? You know, you're obviously a much, much better person, much more in tune with yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I don't, you know, that, I don't, I, if it comes up, you know, because I've already dealt with it, and... That's what I was going to say to you, do you find this hard yeah. talking about this now, or... Oh, uh, yeah, because, see, this is, yeah, this is, you know, this is... Reliving some of the past. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, certain, certain aspects of it, yeah, difficult, like I said, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to talk about, you know, I, I don't want, I want to respect the family members, you know, and, and loved ones, you know, I, I don't get too deep into it. Well, I mean, I think I already did, you know, but yeah, yeah uh, but, but yeah, that, that, that whole situation there, when it, I, I don't, it hardly ever comes up in my mind because I've released that. I've let it go because I understand, you know, who, you know, what transpired there, you know, how I was an influence in it, you know, as well, you know, I, 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 you know, played that, that role at that time. But no, it, it, 
if I ever think about it, you know, it comes up and just, it's, it's kind of fleeting, you know, it just kind of comes and goes. I don't dwell on it, right? I just understand where I was then, you know, and so I know where I'm at now. And I'm not about you know, dwelling on the past. I'm about the future and building and creating, you know, creating. You're looking forward. Life. Yeah. Right. And, and, and helping the others. I'm all about others now because before it was all about me, me, me. Even family was secondary, you know, which is, which is so asinine, you know, but, but, uh, but now coming out into the world, being who I am now, I'd be so grateful, you know, and connecting with that inner spirit and, and, and that joy and love for myself, knowing myself more than just this physical body and my, my fellow man and woman, you know, and, and experiences I've been through that have, <laughs> have shown me that love, that compassion, that kindness, that joy, that childness that's inside of us can be expressed when you connect with it. And when you feel that and you experience that and you let it out, so the law of attraction, you know, all of that is real. You let that out, you know, through your thoughts, through your words, through your, you know, through your actions. Good karma. Right, exactly. And you actually see the results of your actions, how you affect other people. And I'm all about cause and effect. And I try to, on a moment-to-moment basis, I try to be consciously aware of, of my thoughts, what I'm thinking, what I speak, how it's not going to only affect me, but affect people around me. I, I don't like to make, I don't like division. I can't stand, I don't like angry people. I don't like sad people, unhappy people, especially children. That really affects me because I love children and I'm really good with children, man. Yeah, just really good. I, yeah. And so, I want to maintain connectivity, closeness, happiness, joy, those innate qualities of the spirit. And so for me, it's like getting people to connect with that within, you know, through whatever method, meditation, prayer, you know, yoga, whatever, you know, or just, just having quiet time going within, you know. And so that 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 for me, whatever method a person wants to use, I, I you know, I'm not about, you know, trying to force people to try to say this is what you got to do i'm not all about that i'm just trying to get the message you know, the experiences i've had that have changed me transformed me into the you know into the person that i know i am you know, that's what i've always been you know, i'm so disconnected to now more connected i'm still learning and growing and connecting and i love it you know all the information out here it's just it, beautiful it's you know? huge and that's it's what i want to say when you when you explain about experience and stuff like that i mean almost three decades inside us, you know, not many people can actually imagine that. I mean, I personally have never spoke to anyone that um, has done 29 years inside. Um, give us a small bit of an insight as to, you know, when you actually went in and what actually really goes on in these pris- prison systems, how do you deal with things inside? What are staff like? I mean, how did you yeah, find it? How did, how did you like your mental state? How, what was the coping mechanisms that, you know, Donna had to pull out of the bag to kind of get through this, like, Going from a you know ex marine ex deputy sheriff to all of a sudden you're on the the opposite side of the law and behind yeah. bars, how yeah. does that um, do a three sixty? How do you kind of cope and deal with that? Oh wow, yeah, it was. Oh yeah, my mindset at that time I was twenty seven years old when this happened, and so I was twenty eight when I went to the prison. But it took me a year to get convicted, so I was actually twenty eight when I when I hit the prison system. Right. And you know, and you and you know, you hear the rumors, you hear the stories, you know, and so you. You're kind of in that fear mode, but you're in that survival mode. So you get in there and you see the division and, and the hatred and anger, you know, you know, due to the racial lines, you know, the, the gangs and families and so forth, different groups competing, you know, with each other, you know, over territory or, or uh, uh, black market 
you know, kind of situation, you know, the drugs or whatever. And so, but you witnessed the hatred, you know, going on in, 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 the, in the not trusting, because it's, you can't trust anybody in there. I mean, you know, they're, they're individuals, you know, that can connect, you know, from a more higher moral character standpoint, spiritual or religious standpoint, you know, those that are connected, you know, with this and this a little bit more, who, you know, who do go to church, you know, kind of doing away with the, you know, all the negative stuff. But that came for me later on. But when I first got there, yeah, I, I kind of fell in with it. Well, I did fall in with it, you know. With did you feel time. you had to kind of pick a side when you went in? Normally, you see in TV, you have to oh, sure, yeah. gangs and stuff approach you and, you know, test you out and see what you're oh. like and mentally and physically. Oh. Um, how did that kind of barrier, like, you know, you knew nobody inside, the opposite side of the law now. Um, what was the oh, kind yeah. of process in that? Yeah, yeah, you're kind of alone, you know, you know, you go with the, but everybody, you know, they, they sit back and observe, but yeah, you, in prison, you have to fight, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, black, white, brown, you know, when you get there, it's just, it's, but especially whites, and so when I got there with you know, anybody, you know, they, they kind of watch you, observe you, and you kind of just sit, you know, you know, you know by yourself, and, and some prisons have, you know, sitting accommodation, you know, for certain you know, groups and so forth. And so they'll watch you, watch your action, who you, who you interact with, you know, you know, bodily man, you know. Constantly monitored, yeah. Sure, yeah. And so, and then, the, you know, certain, certain ones will approach, you know, check you out, talk to you, so or, 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 or just might right off the bat say, hey, catch the square. That's the term in prison. Come back here in the back and see what you got, right? So, so boxing match happens, you know. He was they, looking for a bare knuckle. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And so either win or lose, you know, you're not going to be the only one. I mean, they're, they're not going to be the only one. Somebody else is going to approach you, you know, and it, but it's trying to break, break, break that person down, that psyche down, but it's all about control. But they want to see how far you can go, test your will. But if they see that you stand up, you know, and you're not going to be a snitch, you know, that you're going to mind your business respect everybody else and respect is huge in prison. And so then 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 they'll pretty much, you know, leave you alone. And some of the gangs maybe come to you, you know, and talk to you and say, hey man, you like to come over here and you know, we won't talk to you. And so but it, that's the way the system, you know, kind of works. But yeah, I fell kind of into that because all the anger and hatred that was being thrown at me, I I I threw it back. And so but it's just what I, you knew I, best I, at the time going in. Yeah, yeah. So I I just threw that back, so now I know that you know that was all energy vibration taking place, and so I was letting it affect me, so I was pushing it back, and it was affecting them. It was, it was, it was a whole, <laughs> you know, resonance thing going on, you know, you know, back and forth. And, and, yeah, that whole bubble of just negative. All of energy, <laughs> negative energy just floating around inside. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that, yeah, the fear and yeah, the hatred, the negative, yeah, the anger, a lot of anger and rage, you know. Oh yeah, but but see, there's certain sectors in prison, you know, you know, for those who disobey, you know, who who who, who assault the officer or inmates, you know, you get knocked down in the classification status, and so if you're down there, then it's 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 full of mostly younger inmates, you know, who who have a lot of you know energy and vigor, you know, and you know all they want to do is box all day, right? And so they call it kind of gladiator forums, you know, you know, you know those. So they, right. 
So if you're if you're in that bad environment, yeah, but 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 they have other classifications, you know, you know, for those who you know kind of go through that and want to get away from that, who obey the rules, you know, and, and want to get a job and you know and work and you know better themselves, and you go on and you move up. So that's where I was last, you know, probably 20, 18, 19 years, I guess, twenty. Yeah, I was I was I was in a really good situation. Last twelve years, I was working in the maintenance department as a plumber. And, and, and I worked in the, the maintenance department is full of a bunch of great guys, you know, mostly older guys. And I was living in a dorm, what they call a dormitory area. It's kind of like a barn structure where we have cubicles at like nine by five, you know. It's all metal and concrete, but a whole lot better than living in a cell, you know, you know with a cell partner that, you know, that you can't pick that they just put in there. And, and, and if you two don't get along, it can be a real problem, you know. Mm. All kinds of issues bring up but if you got your own space even though you have a neighbor here and here and here you know because the barriers come up to about you know this high and so there's really no privacy which i didn't really mind and it's open you know open the showers are open you see everybody showering you know and everybody on the toilet over the urinal you know and, uh, but yeah it's crazy but but a whole lot better for me you know living in the cell with more freedom of movement going going to the rec yard you know working out or, you know playing Playing a little bit of tag football or volleyball, you know, which is like, you know, getting out in the sun. Yeah, it just it, it, it was great, you know. But but I, I but I I was progressing, learning and studying and researching, you know, getting into all my spiritual studies, you know, philosophy and psychology and astrology and all of that. But everything came on. And uh, that's what I was going to say. What what was the average day for you inside? I'm, I'm sure, like you're saying, for the first couple of years, it was you know pretty negative and doom and loom and you're you're still in that um very destructive path and their destructiveness was bouncing off you and the energy back and forth and but as time went on um you you know got on the right path for want of a better word and um you how did things start to smooth out then i mean you know you're starting to study a bit more you're getting work as a plumber you kind of got your own little small bit of space as well going on um what was the sort of turning point or that kind of uh moment that kind of switched from one to the other you kind of gradually um mm. drifted over into was it just a gradual process over time or you kind of that, that penny just dropped one day and said you know what what the hell have i been doing for the last couple of years i need mm. to go on this path how, how did that kind of materialize yeah it was a gradual process chris um i was an atheist big time then I slowly became an agnostic because I started seeing things or you know reading and, and I never knew I was such a voracious reader until I got into prison. I started reading, you know, novels, you know, like Tom Clancy novels or whatever. So I started reading. I'm like, wow, I love reading. I never took the time, you know, except you know, except in school, you know, a lot of that I didn't like, you know. So <laughs> and so I just loved reading. But I got connected with a cousin of mine this uh, woman and she came to see me one time and she spoke to me about her near-death experience that she had had when she was 19 years old and how she came back and how she saw Jesus and the angels and how she was told it was not her time to go and I'm across from her and she's telling me this but she's so sincere and so focused I'm thinking in my mind oh, okay right but I knew she wasn't lying to me but I had but I I've always been fascinated, you know, with the supernatural, you know, the paranormal, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, right. Know these things. When she relayed that story to me, I was like, wow, that's fascinating. But I've come to, you know, believe now that, you know, that was 
that was part of you know her coming there and sharing that story with me was 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 like an initiating spark that made me to question and open up to other possibilities. And I was like, wow, whoa, really? This is cool. Wow. So I started researching, got into numerology, the science of numbers, and to, and I, that opened up a whole avenue. You know, getting into numbers and doing my own numbers. You know, with other people in my family, going, whoa, this this, this makes so much sense. It's, you know, this is this is relating so much. Then it just progressed. I started getting other books on spirituality, philosophy, you know, Pythagoras, uh, Socrates, so so forth. I'm just trying to expand my mind, understanding, you know, what's you know, the true nature of reality. You know, what the hell is this all about? You know, you know, why are we here? Why do we got to suffer so much and then supposedly die and then go to hell if we're, if we're not good? You know, if we suffer forever. It didn't make any sense. You know, we're supposed to, God's supposed to be loving us, you know. And then going back to my childhood, you know, you know when my friend, you know, shot himself, you know, my whole rejection of God did, but I'm coming back now and I'm really opening up a question these things. So, and, but that led to this, to this, and then I started op opening my mind, my conscience, my heart back up and enjoying this and reading this and going, wow, it just, just resonated, connected with my soul. You know, it was like, whoa, lovely, great. Yeah, this, this explains why that is like that or that is like that, you know, or why, you know, ancient history was, you know, what has progressed now, that's what kind of explains, you know, why we're at the state we're at today, the whole global consciousness, you know, why we're in such a fear mode, the, the, the divisive mode, because it's a controlling mechanism, you know, through religions, you know, through the priestly class. So it's just nonsense. It's so upside down, topsy turvy, God's right? the way it's supposed to be. You know, there's, there's no real love. You know, yeah, people say, oh, I love you, I love, you know, I love that, you know, I, I love that tree over there. Well, sure you do. But do you truly love your neighbor? You know, I mean, do you truly love yourself? Do you know that love that is really God? You know, that's the, the, the divine? That that connectivity that creates harmony and beauty and bliss and happiness and compassion and joy in your life? Or do you or, or are you more in tune with that fear that where everybody's in now? That 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 opposite of love. That's the opposite of love, is fear. You know? That divisiveness. That's not love is connecting. No, love is unity. It's a it's a unifying binding force of the universe. It's what unifies, it binds, it creates, it harmonizes, and it spreads. That is God. I, you know what we call God. I, I don't want to put any titles on it, but but that is that's for me has what's come to come awaken with, with inside of me, and I've experienced it. And so, but yeah, in that negative environment in prison, I, I slowly progressed to that, and through my dreams, through things that happened to me, and. And with what I call my guardian angels, I've had that, you know, awesome, beautiful, powerful experience you know, with what I call my own guardian angels. And I don't want to really, you know, I don't want to make this too lengthy, but but the angels are real, brother. You know, that I know for myself. You know, there's just certain things that I've experienced come not, not just to believe, but to know that I'm more than just this physical vehicle as I know every each and every human being on the planet is. And I know that love, and, you know, and I wait. I want to express that love. I want to connect people with that love and know that within themselves, man, and be like that little, that little child that Christ told us about. Be like the children. Be that innocent, pure, loving, joy-created, spontaneous, unifying force that we all are, instead of this divisive, ugly, hateful, angry. And I hate it, you know? <clears throat> I hate getting out into the world and being how I am and seeing all of this. 
I'm sorry if I get too emotional. You're okay. <laughs> uh, but it just doesn't resonate with my spirit. And, and what I want to give to people, the message I want to give to people, quit being controlled by fear. Quit letting the, the damn networks, these social media sites, people who are engaged in that fear, don't let them control you. Don't let them control your mind, your emotions, your actions. That's what fear does. And they, the people who are in control know that. That's how they keep us divided. That's how they conquer because they don't want us unifying knowing who we are. And that, because when everybody comes together in, in loving, true, nurturing, embrace, in consciousness, and knowing that we can create much more than what we've done now. And, and that takes the power away from those that are truly in power that want us separated. Exactly. Nothing. That 1% yeah. at the top. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what's going on at the minute with the whole COVID-19 you know, pandemic situation is it's uh, through fear. And that's the, the, the media being like their little Rottweilers for the, for the government and the government then being controlled by the 1% from the top down. And uh, it's, you know, as you say, looking at billions of people uh, up worldwide over these past couple of months and people lost jobs and depression, suicide, all sorts of stuff has went on um, all down through uh, control, through fear, through the masses. And that's what they've actually done. And they've done it quite well, unfortunately. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. This, this, they've been practicing this for thousands of years. I, you know, you know, you know from, from, from my studies, it goes back to ancient Sumer, you know, and into Babylon and so forth. You know, it's, it's just, it's a, they, they're those that are behind the scenes that we never hear about or see. They know exactly what they're doing. And, and they're playing, everybody, they're playing this whole system. You know, we're all pawns in the game man, until we wake up. Exactly. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah. yeah for sure and is um yeah. what i wanted to ask you about is uh inside the actual prison system itself how do you find uh the police the staff i should say and stuff inside how do you find them are they okay in general as are they as corrupt as you see in the tvs i mean how do they play out inside do they take a one-sided gang compared to another or if you get friendly with them are they all right or you know can they be really trusted inside um yeah it's, it's kind of a miss missing mix and match guess uh, 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 between the officers the, the, the correction officers some are good you know just, just like in society you know some are good some are bad some take advantage of, of the system you know a, a lot of drugs and stuff come in through you know through that avenue you know you know they can be bought you know you know just like anybody and so but but yeah and then, I mean you have yeah and, and you have a lot of the haters, you know, I like to call them haters, you know, the officers that just hate because I'm wearing white and but I'm an inmate. So they feel like they need to, you know, to constantly induce, put you in line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they need to induce their type of justice because of, you know, because of us being there. You know, you know, you know, we're outcasts. So we need to learn a lesson. So whether to write a bogus, you know, uh, uh, disciplinary report or, or, or the plant, a shank or a knife, you know. You know, in your locker or something. You know, when you're out to wreck. You know, just because they don't like you, or you, or, or 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 they want to make sergeant or lieutenant. You know, that that's a nice report. You know, yeah. So you have that aspect, but you do have good officers as well. You know, who who are good, just good people. You know, you're not supposed to get you know too interactive with them. You know, not get on a personal level and talk. And everything's supposed to be focused. You know, just on the institutional questions. You know, how how can they help us? You know, or whatever. Uh, but, but yeah, some of them are really good, good people who are there to do their job and to help us and, 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 and do the security and, and you know, go home and 
depending on that. But yeah, but yeah, they're just yeah, they're the two sides. Yeah, there's that two, there's that double side of human nature, you know, just double sign the kind as always, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I wanted to actually ask you, um, how did your sentence actually get reduced? Oh, mine, yeah, I, I got three years. See, I was I was sentenced fifty-two years. And like I said, my co-defendant, he was sentenced to 40, and he got out after 19. So yeah. my this was 52, which was the maximum the judge could give me. Uh, my lawyer filed for an appeal on a firearms charge, and it only knocked until I went back on appeal and got three years knocked off of it. And so I was actually doing 49 years. And so wow. that, yeah, and so, yeah, and I did 29 of that 49. So that, that was the only reduction in my sentence. I actually made parole, actually. I, I'm... I'm on two years parole right now. I've got to December of next year. I'm, I'm actually off parole. Good stuff. Good stuff. And um, what would you say is, you know, 29 years inside, what would you say? I'm sure you came across an awful lot of cruel stuff and things that went on inside. What would you say was one of the worst days or one of the worst weeks inside in prison that you've come across or you've witnessed oh, inside, should I say? Mainly when there was a lot of racial tension in the air uh, because there was, there were some issues going on back in the late nineties here in Texas and some things are going on, you know, out, out in the world. Uh, if you remember there, there was, it was in, I can't remember what town it was. It was here in Texas where an older, older black man was dragged behind a pickup by, by, by two white guys, but they were, they were Aryan brotherhood and they had been in prison, but they caught him on the street one night and they, they beat him and they drug him behind the truck for miles. And it was like horrible. Well, that stirred up in the prison, all you know, you know the racial thing, and so you know. It, but there were situations like that, you know, where you're so tense because you can just feel it in the air. Something's fixing to happen. So you can those, feel that negative vibe going through the air. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and also, you know, when things like that do go down, you know, you're yeah, you're yeah, yeah, you're scrambling, you know, and, and if, if the officers, you know, see it. And, Tear gas is flying, you know, and, and, and yeah, you're trying to get away, from, you know, from where the main action is. You know, somebody getting stabbed, you know, or, you, you just, yeah, just all survival mode. Yeah, that, that whole adrenaline thing going, you know, and the, the, yeah, craziness. Yeah, Every man yeah. for himself, literally, yeah. Basically, yeah. Well, wow. well, yeah, it, it's yeah, in in those certain times, right? Yes, yeah. Wow. So. You got out after 29 years. What was that feeling like leading up to knowing, you know, how, how, how long did you know in advance um, that you were actually going to be released? I found out three years in advance uh, from a lawyer. My father hired a lawyer to uh, get information, but I couldn't get any information because I was here in Texas. And the crime happened in Albuquerque, but I got transferred over here because my, my, my father got me over here. If we did what you call an interstate compact agreement between New Mexico and Texas, so I did all my time here in Texas. Uh, but uh, leading up to that, so I'm trying to remember exactly, okay, now, now you want to know, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a minute. Yeah, you're all right. No, what I was saying basically was, um, so you give 29 years in prison, but what, what was that, how much in advance of that 29 years did you actually, you know, know that you were going to be released and uh, how did that all settle or how did it all unfold in your mind and the feeling that was going through your body when, when you oh, actually knew this? Oh my God, just, just joy, gratitude, gratefulness. Yeah, uh, it, it was three years prior, like I said, my father found that through a lawyer. 
and I got the exact date that I would walk out. And it was supposed to be in, in you can check this out, Chris. The date they gave me was on my birthday. November wow. the 10th, yeah, November 10th, 2019, the date they gave me. So I went back to New Mexico and I, I went through a program. It, it's, it's, a, it's a special prison they have for people, you know, people who are, who are fixing to get out of prison. They, 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 they take you through different, you know, different programs, you know, you know, to help you. And so, but because of, of paperwork problems and delinquency in the system, I didn't get out until December the 9th, but I, I would have been released on my birthday because that's what the paperwork said. Right. My, my birthday, this is crazy. But I spent almost a whole month later, you know, because I walked out December 9th of last year. But yeah, uh, and but but my father knew my mother had already passed away. But my father knew that I was getting out. And then he passed away. See, I found out about three months before he passed away. So he knew that I was I was already getting out, which I I'm glad that he knew that. And so I was looking forward to that, but then he contracted cancer. You know, he was a heavy smoker. But after my mother passed away, he keep, he smoked even more and drank even more, and so he got cancer and it just messed his eyes. And you know, it went all the way through his body and took him out pretty quick. And so that was that was devastating. So, but I had my brother, my wonderful brother, and and my sister-in-law who I'd never met. I met her on the bus coming in, you know, driving in from New Mexico here to San Antonio. Yeah. And getting, I talked to her a couple of times on the phone. So meeting her, she was actually the first one I saw and got the hug, you know, off the bus. And she's just a wonderful person. I love her to death. But my brother and her brought me in to, to, to their household, supported me for three months, you know, so I could get, you know, a, a driver's license so I could get an apartment and, you know, you know get a new truck and, and, and a job and so forth. Just having that love and support there, you know, not in, in, in my family, and just being grateful for that. And, and, my God, just experiencing everything, you know. I mean, 29 years of my life, yeah, it's, it was there, but hey, I I learned so many valuable lessons there, you know, and and I'm grateful for some of those experiences, but I'm not great, you know. It's 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 so, you know, it's like if those two. Two men, you know, if, if I could have stopped that, you know, uh, but uh, it's crazy to think about some of these things. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful, you know, the experiences I've learned, lessons I've learned, how I've grown and who I am now and what I'm going to do with this podcast and connecting with people, Facebook, you know, putting, you know, videos out on Facebook, you know, and, and, and just expressing that out and connecting with that inner kindness and that. And that compassion that, that 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 I know is within each and every one. We're all capable of that, you know. But it's 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 disconnected with that shadow side or, or or the influences from the outer. And for me, dealing with my emotions now and with my feelings and my thoughts, I don't let if I don't let the outer influence the inner because a lot of people have a problem with that. Some people are more sensitive, more emotional, you know, to to the outer, and so. The anger comes on, the hatred, the fear, whatever. But it's, it's being in that moment, taking that moment and not letting that energy influence you because that's exactly what that's designed to do. You know, not letting that anger, hate, fear 
just taking that moment, you know, taking a deep breath, <clears throat> understanding it for what it is, understanding you know where that consciousness, if, whether it's an individual organization or whatever, understanding where they're at in their development on their journey in life. Because you may have been there once, and this is what I like to do, Chris. I like to understand people a whole lot better. I like to put myself in their shoes. What would I do if I was there? Because I've, I've been there. I've been to the bottom. I've hit it, man. And so I understand a lot about human nature, the, the human psyche, man, and, and human behavior. And so, but I'm not about that negative, man. I'm all about the positive, you know, connected with that higher within humanity and bringing us together, man. And it's, but that's what it's all about. It's about the message. Not about me, man. It's not because I'm going to go on. You know, this is, this, this is a step in my path, you know, meeting people like you and like Keelan and, and others on social media. I've got so many friend requests now. It's crazy. You know, I've got all these different people, you know, friend requests and I'm like, whoa, okay, check them out. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, let's be friends. You know? How are you coping with all that? Because, I mean, oh, compared to when you went in three decades ago, compared to now, I mean, you know, coming out the first couple of days, you know, being outside and actually seeing the world, like, you know, the lights, the streets, the shops, the, everything had the vision you had in your head going in to watch yeah. it come out with three decades later. I mean, yeah. how was that feeling? How would you even cope with that? Like to just to understand what was actually, this is now today's day. And it's just, wow. Did you actually wow. expect it, you know, or what was that emotional roller coaster ride coming out? And even to still to this day, oh, how are you adapting to all that? <laughs> it's still ongoing. It's still ongoing. Just amazement, wonderment, you know, as life in general. But, but yeah, um, I take, when I was in prison for the last 10, 10, 12 years, I was really keeping focus on the outer world instead of in the inner. See, a lot of guys are in prison. You know, they, they, their minds are so focused on the drama in the prison. <clears throat> and, they, and they don't really watch the news or read the paper. They don't keep up, you know, with world events. And so a lot of people come back in again and again. It's, it's the recidivism rate. And so they're... I don't think of the term they use uh, when your mind is focused on that environment. There's a term they use in prison. Oh, I'm trying to think of it now. But I, I didn't want myself to be like, like that because I'd seen so many get out and come back and say, oh, yeah, I'll never be back. I'll watch, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You know, three or four or five months later, here they come back in the revolving door, right? What the hell happened to you? Do you feel they had good intentions or... You just uh, knew by him. Do you feel they had good intentions, or you just knew by him? Any, it was just words, and they weren't going to change their ways. I believe some of them had the intentions at the moment. Some of them didn't. They never stand it because it it made the other person you never talked to feel good, so it made them feel good. You know, it was kind of an ego thing. Now the male ego was a whole other subject. Oh my God, yeah, crazy. Uh, but but yeah, witnessing that, and I'm like, damn. But, but it's just my nature, you know, to research, to question, to investigate, you know, to, to get answers. But I was always, you know, getting information, listening to radio stations, you know, and, and reading papers. But I started reading the Wall Street Journal because I wanted to, you know, you know, you know, see the money, the finance, you know, stuff because I was thinking about, you know, investing. And so, but they had really good world stories because it covered the world, you know. And I'm like, I'm going to keep up with those different cultures, you know, what's going on over here, you know, in Azerbaijan or, you know, Afghanistan, wherever, you know, just focus my mind on, you know, out instead of from me here, you know, you know, just, you know, just me, you know, see what, because we're all in this together, man, you know, so I kept my mind focused out there, but it's a fine balance, because I, 
I'm all about balance because we all have to have balance within ourselves, within our world. If we don't, we're going to be out off kilter. Exactly, exactly. I agree. Gonna, yeah, right. And so we're going to levitate either either one way or the other, and we're going to go one extreme or the other, and it's just crazy. It's mad. It's upside down. Um, so I focus on that. Plus, my spiritual studies and, you know, transforming myself and then going and then having ideas come to me what I want to do out in the world. So I'm doing that and having conversations you know, with, with, with my dad, my mom, and my brother about my ideas and so forth. And keeping that that connection there, you know, you know, speaking on, on that positive level and then connecting with others of like mind or, you know, you know, good character people who I could you know, presume to be, you know, good character people you know, in prison, connecting with those like, like minds and advancing myself and maybe helping them as well. But yeah, getting myself prepared. So when I was, was so when I, I did get out, yeah, it was overwhelming. But I even asked my family members, you know, after a couple of months, I, you know, how do you think, because, you know, I, I wanted to see how others, you know, saw me, you know, my development, you know, my reaction to the environment, because my sister-in-law, she wouldn't buy, she wouldn't buy a book, you know, at a, lot, at, at, at a bookstore, I guess, but, you know, prisoners who've been locked up a long, I can't remember the title, been locked up a long time, you know, family members, you know, you know, you know what, what to do, what not to do, you know, you know, don't, you know right. hold out, you know, don't come up behind them, and, you know, and all this and this. And, and so I asked her one day, I said, how do you think, you know, because she was trying to prepare for me because she never met me. We just talked on the phone. So I said, I said, I said, how do you feel I've, I've coped, you know, you know, being out in the world, you know, for this amount of time. And she said, my God, you're, you're excellent. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're not having any flashbacks or, you know, or anything, you know, fear, you know, you know ah, par paranoia or whatever, you know, schizophrenia or something, you know, going on. But I was just taking it in, man, and, and just going with the flow, moment to moment, going, whoa, hey, this is cool, man. You know, hopping for the first time with my brother going to Costco. Not sure if you know what Costco is, but yeah, here in the States. I do, I do, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and so my God, and my brother, you know, he's he's walking in front of me. I'm, I'm going, hey, dude, slow down, man. I'm trying to take this in. And but something he like, takes for granted, obviously, every day. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, and the electronic section, the TVs and the computers and stuff, and the screens blurring the music. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. The big flat screen TVs, 55, 75 inch screens, and the, and, and the quality of the picture and the sound and all that. And I'm like, oh my God. But, 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 but people, being around people. Especially children, seeing children walking around, you know, you know, hopping around and smiles on their faces and feeling that. Well, wow, cool. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> you know, it brings and, a giant smile to your own face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but just people, their everyday lives, you know, families together, like going out in restaurants, eating, and seeing people, you know, and, and that whole family unit, you know, and friends connecting, you know, and, and, and yeah, just lovely, dude, and driving and seeing buildings, architecture, and, you know, shopping and having choices again. So many choices of what I can eat. I, I can eat a, a great salad, you know. How do you I, How do you feel? Would you, Would you swap going back thirty years ago, not to the prison side of things, but actually the way society and the way living um, was back then compared to now? Do you think we're just because it's foreign against it? Do you think it was a lot more soft or peaceful times back then compared to today's society and it's all hustle and bustle and tech, yeah. tech everywhere? Yeah. How do you find that kind of um, comparison? Yeah. yeah, I yeah. To me, the 80s were my time. You know, it's, it's when I was in the Marine Corps, and it was also peacetime, but we had Ronald Reagan as president, and so we weren't at war 
so and so yeah it was in, in the whole 80s thing the hair the clothes you know the music to me you know that was such a different but it seemed like yeah yeah people were yeah we it was more more harmony i, I think between people you know between the races you know and the, and the politics wasn't so divided Mm. you're more connected i feel back then compared to now it's definitely more divisive all the time right right yeah yeah and then now yeah i've seen it now but i try to have a higher understanding of this because in my astrological studies i, I see we're slowly you've probably heard this we're slowly entering the age of aquarius leaving pisces aquarius is an air sign and so the and so the air is, is vibrations, frequency, we're becoming connected, but it's the intentions of the individual I've come to learn how we use this information, this technology. And so if, if people are connected with their high, with their lower self, with that, you know, what I call, you know, that, you know, the, the physical self is not connected, you know, with the higher self, wanting to send love and unity and harmony. If they all, if, if they want to dis- disseminate, you know, anger and hate and fear and, and jealousy, whatever, they, they'll use that platform. It's, it's all the intentions within the individual. It doesn't matter what tool you use. You, know, you can either help or hurt your fellow man by your intentions because it's all, it's, it all goes out and it comes back. So it's, it's all the individual's intentions. You know? that's, that's what I've, so the technology is good, right? Go on a certain level, yeah. Mm. Just, uh, you know, of each individual. It has its bad sides as well. Exactly, right, yeah. Yeah, it's just right. like, it's, it's just the world we live in that world of duality you know it's it's the third dimensional plane and, you know, so, and that duality lies within us if we don't have balance then just you know you know we're going to be you know helter skelter you know here and there you know in our thoughts and our actions our feelings you know and, you know, trying to find that balance that, that harmony that's why the world's so damn out of balance right now you know um, because exactly. we're out- the world is a crazy place at the minute Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's yes. Or as people would say, it's not the world that's crazy; it's the people that's in it. <laughs> right? Yeah, but see, and it's all how we express ours because I believe in the whole consciousness thing, and what we put out is exactly what we get back. But when you have billions of people on a planet expressing this same lower vibrational frequency from their minds, from their heart, from their feelings, emotions, all of this plays a part. It spreads, and it feeds off of people feed off of it but it's that it's that lower vibe but, but 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 there's a there's a slow movement going on more of us get connected people of a, of a higher thought mind of a higher heart mind because i believe the heart has a mind as well i call it the heart wisdom you know but but people are more and more getting connected in that in in, in. so the higher vibrations always take over more we like like to say the light come shat you know, puts puts out the darkness you know, always but but you know we have to have that fine balance within ourselves and this goes back into symbolism you know those two two poles of spirit you know kind of like the yin and yang you know yeah you know the black and white you know up and down left and right hot and cold you know whatever that's that's the world of duality that we live in well that's within us as well right you know so but yeah i find that that beautiful balance man we have to have balance in the world that's why they them Everything's so crazy right now. Everything's so off kilter, out of balance. You know? Exactly. How do you see things going? Uh, I see. Wow, good question. You know, I see good, and and also see bad, and and also see. I feel like some of the old institutions need to be 
torn down and rebuilt. Uh, and I say institutions, I'm talking about religious, political, social, uh, educational, because from, from what I've learned, from what I've studied, these institutions that have been controlled by man or the masculine energy for thousands and thousands of years, they've suppressed the feminine. And so, we, and so, we, and so that's out of balance. And so we get into the energy, the masculine and feminine. The feminine is the creative process. The masculine is the warlike. You know, it's, it's, it's in astrology, that, that's Mars, and, and Venus is the balancing, opposing force. But, but that's the world we live in. You know, we have we have that masculine and that and that feminine pose of polarity. And so when one rules over the other, the other gets suppressed, like the feminine has been suppressed. So the, the men, that male masculinity force has been governing for thousands and thousands of years and created wars after war after war to profit. And they built up their little empires here and there and there. Look at their, their corporations and also religious institutions run by men who have suppressed the feminine, told the women, you can't be, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, while they're taking all the power and, and the money and the glory, but it's that male ego chauvinistic. You know, it's that it's, it's that masculine energy being out of balance. We have to have that balance within. So you're seeing more women coming into play in power and politics. You know, religious matters, but it's that slowly moving in that feminine coming coming back into play. That's that's what I feel is just taking place. In order for that to happen, the old male-dominated institutions need to be kind of done away with. And, and, but where we have more of that balance and that harmonizing, creative, loving, nurturing energy that we need, man. You know, because there's too much of that rage, of, of, you know, of that masculine energy prevalent, too much prevalent in our military industrial complex, you know, and, you know, in, especially in the United States, you know, but it's, it's all over the globe. But, but yeah, that, but, but the constant war, fighting, 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 that's that damn male, aggressive, you know, wanting to rule and power control it's all about the profit you know the, the power the money the control it's, it's what it's all about it's been there for centuries yeah like the new world, oh my world. God. yeah oh yeah yeah and yeah but, but yeah so but anyway that's that's how i feel on that. But it's, it's, it's all about balance brother you know it's, it's just all about balance you know? we have to have that so the earth is like it is the way it is because it's been off balance you know every, but it starts with us as a collective you know, we've been off balance, and so it's resulted in all of this. And we have to be responsible, you know, for how we not only treat ourselves, but our fellow man in, in, in this whole beautiful planet, you know. Send out beautiful thoughts, loving, healing thoughts, man, and emotions and words. And, and you'll be amazed, man, but the, the intention has to be real. The feeling and emotions have to be real. I mean, you got to connect with that, with that inner divinity within, you know, within. You know, it's like Jesus said, knocking the door should be open. Well, well that door is right here, man, you know? You know it's, it's, you know, they make it sound so hard in religion, you know, but it's that, that door, they try to, you know, that door, that closet that Jesus talks about going into, it's not a little closet, this closet is inside your heart, the soul, the spark of divinity within heart. That's why he talks so much about love in First Corinthians chapter 13. It's all about love. Well, it's, yeah, that's what Jesus preached. Just love, man. If people just, just love, my God, it's the highest, most powerful force in the universe. It's the highest vibration, man. It's, you know, it's that's what's what it's all about. Everything revolves around the love. That's that's who and what we are. Well, so if, you had a, if you had a message to give to anybody, what would you what would you give them? Oh my God, uh, be kind, be kind to one another. 
you know, be kind to others because when you're kind to others, they respond in kind. And and it's just a it's an energy exchange. When you understand that you yourself are more than this physical body, you you are energetic being. Everything vibrates to a certain frequency. Our souls, our our, our energy bodies are all day exactly that. You go to a molecular a molecular level and ionic level within the cells, they're they are vibrating. They they've got frequency to them and they radiate out. So but it goes much, much deeper than that. But have an experiment, you know, try it, you know. Be kind, be, but but do it with, with good, beautiful intentions. Not just to say, oh, hey man, how you doing? And because the no meaning looks, behind it. Yeah, the tone of voice, the, yeah, the emotion. Resonates. You've got exactly. You've got to really, I mean, feel for your for your neighbor, you know, for your fellow man. Hey, brother, how's it going today? Man? Okay. God bless you, or whatever you know, whatever phrase you want to use, man. Take care of yourself, you know. See how people respond, man. When you're kind, they say, "Hey, what's going on?" You know. Exactly. Your message send out <laughs> yeah. good. You're hoping the good yeah. will bring back to you. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's that whole interaction. Oh, say I like to do an experiment with you. <laughs> All right. <Of> course. <laughs> hey, take your finger, right? Take your finger. Point to yourself. Where'd you point to? Right? Correct. Your heart is. Why do you think you pointed there? Tell me. Huh? Tell me. That's where the real you is. It's in your heart. That's where mm. your soul is. That's that's you. It's instinctive. It's it's intuitional. Yeah. Right there. Simple See that? but effective. I just gravitated to it. Simple as that. Right, yeah. yeah, because of you, and that's that real you, that that one, that that divine spark is within each and every one of us. Number one, powerful. Yeah, so, we're all individuated. Yeah, we're all individual <laughs> sparks of the divine. And if we know and understand that, and, and we release that, and become responsible for our actions, you know, and create, co become literal, beautiful co-creators of our reality, and create love, truth, beauty, and and, and goodness in this world. My God, the possibilities are, are endless of what we can do, man. But we caused so much destruction and hate and divisiveness over the years. But it's a progression because, but those in power, they know what they're doing. Of course, they keep do. It, the agenda is there for a long, fighting. long time. Nothing yeah. new. It's not a coincidence. Keep us away from that love, man, because they know how powerful it is. So yeah. you're enjoying life, you're enjoying your freedoms. What does a what does a road look ahead for John Jackson? What's the next twelve months? Oh wow, next twelve months, and hopefully get this. Well, not hopefully. I, I'm, I'm gonna get this podcast started. Uh, I'm kind of running behind on it right now because I'm, I'm, I'm looking, you know, trying to, you know, still. I, I just got a job. Uh, I'm working a little bit here, but I'm kind of scattered because I, I try to take in as much information every day as I can. You know, turning into different sources. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, and and. Yeah. and, and sucking it all in and processing it and you know what am i going to write, write something down or share it with somebody you know and getting and then getting on the social media facebook you know and, and seeing if i got any messages or whatever or messenger. Exactly. you're, you're a right. constant information walking sponge every day <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm in star trek yeah. with my phone you know it's like you and i having this conversation you know it's like yeah this is this is star trek man <laughs> you know yeah but but 
but yeah, the future, yeah, the future's gonna be great. Like I said, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a process, you know, of, of me going, admitting, and communicating with, with, like with you. But it's, it's not about me. It's about the message, man. And it just feels lovely. I found my purpose and my passion, man. You know, after all this time, but I had to go through that, and I went through all that, and I understand it. So I've risen, and so I'm now I want to help others rise, man. Become, you know, better people, man better human beings and connect and connect is what it's, that's what I'm all about, you know? And so, but yeah, I, I know this journey is fixing to get better, you know? Yeah. And I've met a wonderful, you know, friend from my past, you know, haven't seen him probably 35 plus years on Facebook. And wow. she's a wonderful, beautiful friend and, and, you know, maybe a possible relationship going on there. You don't, you don't know, but, but yeah, but we, great. Yeah. Happy days ahead. Yeah. Job, love life and process. It's all coming yeah. together. <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah it's just it's just beautiful chris you know everything i prayed for everything i put out there is just slowly coming about you know but i, I you know I, I understand it you know and, and so but, you went through the yeah. trenches and the bad times but now your your rewards are gradually at the end of the tunnel and you're reaping them nicely oh my god yeah 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 i love it yeah love it. love life man so grateful every day grateful, man. yeah i love going out and seeing people but you know what i hate seeing i hate or going to the stores and people are wearing their damn masks and they don't have to you know, if they only inform themselves boost your immune system and quit being in fear but not being able to see people smile you know exactly it's not a control yeah. method again it's totally unnecessary those masks and i see people you know and, and i'll be walking in my shopping cart and see somebody say hi you know hey how you doing boy they want to look at you you know kind of bear off it's crazy that disconnect, man, because exactly. they're, they're stopping that unity again. It's that divide and conquer method that they've, huh. they've put into place again. Yeah, it's so sad. So, so sad. Yeah. But it's but, all learning. Huh? No, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. This whole dis, dis, disunifying is, 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 is madness. I feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone sometimes, you know? I mean, seriously. You know, you ever watch the Twilight Zone? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in sometimes. You know, people walk around like zombies, you know? Exactly. Dehumanizing society is what's, what it feels like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible to see that so many people are uh, still in their slumber um, and they're just walking around and so uninformed of what's really going on. Uh, it's, it's very saddening to see for humanity. But um, hopefully, there are some people uh, waking up, which is a good thing. We just need to wake more of them up. <laughs> So they can yeah. make better, more informed, uh, good life decisions for themselves. Um, they know the easy lot, they know the information is powerful, and that's why at every cost they can get, they will censor, censor, censor as much as they can. So like us, the people on the ground, we're not actually getting this information, because if we get this information, it's more powerful than any weapon. And they know that if the, if the population unites, well, then they're in trouble, because all of a sudden the power that they had, that people yeah. so easily give away to them through, through the fear, um, we can actually take that back from them. And that's one thing they don't want. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. You know, yeah, yeah, being aware, being in that higher awareness, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah being aware, being informed, staying in tune. Yeah, yeah, with, with you know, truth. Be, being able, your perception level, being able to discriminate, to discern, you know, what your perception are of right and wrong. But I, I ask this is the way I am. I ask people, you know. Instead of taking one viewpoint and running with that and going, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's what I believe. Screw you if you don't believe me, right? That's a whole divide and conquer crap, man. Yeah. So, but 
looking at different viewpoints, this is what I do, I'm an independent observer, so I observe and I research and investigate, so I observe this point of view, this point or whatever, this information I, I look at, but I observe from a, either a practical standpoint, rational standpoint, or from a historical standpoint, what has worked in the past or what worked or what worked for me, and go, what works and what doesn't work. That seems to work. So I'm gonna go over here, right? So that's what I ask people to do. Just be open, have an open mind. Think outside of the box. My God. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Use, use common right. sense. Use logic, which is something that's gone by the wayside. It's common sense. Right. Stop being controlled by the media and the masses. Just, you know, step outside that box, you say, and right. um, have a look around. Do your own research. Do your independence research. Go to the alternative uh, news and media sources, and they'll, they'll give you an insight as to what's going on. But the normal MSM, forget about it. And it's all coordinated and done on purpose. No coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Question, question, question. That's all. Yeah, I, exactly. I question. Curious and question everything that comes your way. Yeah. Very much. Fantastic. And if you yeah. had one last thing done to give to the listeners, what would you say to them? You know what? The biggest thing, um, like I said this a while ago, just be kind. Be kind to one another. And, and, and this is so powerful, Chris. You know, remember when you were children. Remember that joyfulness, that happiness, that playfulness, that that innocent pureness of of love, of not having divisiveness, not caring what your skin color is, not caring what your political aspirations are or your religious aspirations. But children are not like that. They're taught that. And it develops on a subconscious level. You know, being that pure, open, loving, you know, caring, compassionate person like you were as a child, remember that and connect with that. Connect with that within yourself, you know? And just go go within yourself. Quiet your mind. Quit scatterbrain and, and just focus, man. Go go within here. Connect with your heart, man. And have a balance between here and here because most people are up here, but they, they're not here. There has to be balance. Balance, balance, balance. And yeah, just be kind to each other, you know? And love, man. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the most powerful message I've got. You know? Excellent. Don, I want yeah. to thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, blessings to you, brother. And uh, yeah, everybody watching, man, thank you. God bless you. Thank yeah, you. Thank You've you. been watching Mind Wars.